Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Today is a teaching show. I want to break down the Word of God for you. Um, I have a scripture that I love in the book of Psalms. It's Psalm 107. It's about 43 verses, and it really reveals the heart of God, His compassion, His mercy, that He's a Savior, that He's a rescuer. So many people say and they utter things against God. Hey, well, you know, where 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 was he when this happened or where was he when that happened? But we need to understand the heart of God that those who cry out to him, he responds to them and he saves them. He will lead them out of a place of darkness into a place of great light. If we come to him in humility and we reach out our hands to him, we will see in one way shape or form the grace of God leading us, helping us. You know, where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord Most High. And I just really wanted to encourage you guys through this scripture. It's say it's a bunch of verses, but I'm just going to read through it here. And I want you guys to just receive in your heart because I know so many people go through hard times and they have family members, friends, you know, people in their church, people that they meet on a regular basis. If you do evangelism, if you do missions, you're meeting people regularly that are suffering. And the gospel is the solution. Jesus is the solution for a broken world, for a suffering world, for an impoverished, you know, um, pain-stricken world. Jesus is the answer, and the gospel is the solution. And so he is our Savior. He is our Rescuer. He is our Lord. And so this Scripture 107, it's beautiful, and it's deep, and it starts off like this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. And pretty much this entire chapter here is going to encompass these truths and these realities that God is good and his love endures forever. And verse two, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from the east and the west, from north and south. So if you've been redeemed, if you have a story, if the Lord rescued you, saved you, if the Lord delivered you from drugs, if the Lord delivered you from addiction, if the Lord took you out of the pit and lifted you up and set your feet on solid ground, tell your story for the for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which means you are prophesying to others that if Jesus did this for me, if God could do this in my life, he could do it for you. He'll do it for you as well. He's not a respecter of persons. He doesn't prefer one person over another. You know, the Lord will come. And so tell people, encourage people, share the gospel so that people can be enlightened, so people can see that he is good and his love endures forever. If you've been redeemed, if you have a touch of God on your life, then tell people, do not be afraid, do not hold back the gospel, for we cannot be ashamed of this glorious gospel. Do not hold it back, but share this with the world. And so now we're going down and there's several stories here in this um, in this uh, chapter, and it gives you different pictures of people in different places in their life. And I'm just going to read from verse four. Some wandered in the desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and they were thirsty and their lives ebbed away. And they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they can settle. He let them, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. You know, for those who are lost, for those who are wandering around trying to find satisfaction, trying to find peace, success, fulfillment, for those who are hungry and thirsty and trying to connect the dots 
in their own life, but they just can't. When you cry out to the Lord, he will deliver you from your trouble. He will deliver you from your distress. He will lead you on the straight way. Why? Because God has a purpose for every single one of our lives. We have a calling from God before the foundation of the world, the Lord predestined steps and works for us. And the Lord, all he needs, you know, he He is attracted to humility. When we bow our hearts low and say, God, you are real. I need you in my life. And may we give thanks to him for his love. You know, we, we, we didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. In fact, you know, we don't deserve a thing. You know, all of our path is, you know, our path is crooked, but he makes our path straight and he'll lead us down the right path. And so continuing on verse 10, here's another situation about the Lord's goodness and his redemption. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor and they stumbled and there was no one to help. Then the Lord cried out. Then they cried out to the Lord, excuse me, in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. And he brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, for his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks the gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. It doesn't matter if we've subjected ourselves to bondage, if we're the ones that dabbled in sin, if we're the ones that put ourselves in a position of brokenness, or now we're in depression, and now we're in just, we're steeped in addiction, and we can't get out, we can't do anything, and now we're like, you know, depression and fear and anxiety or just sickness or whatever is taking place in our lives because of our own decisions. You know, these things happen. We, we, we rebel against God. We want nothing to do with the plans of God. We have our own plan. We have our own plan for our lives, and so we reject the plan of God. And it doesn't matter if we cry out to the Lord in trouble. He saves us from darkness, and he breaks down the gates of bronze, and he cuts through the bars of iron. The Lord is a deliverer and a mighty deliverer. The arm of the Lord is not too short that he can't save. It doesn't matter how deep the pit, it doesn't matter how dark the darkness is, his light will shine and he will save and deliver. And so that's very important. You know, I just feel like even, even to, you know, many people listening to this right now, maybe you were doing drugs and that was, that was your choice. You know, or maybe you're the one that you know, started smoking cigarettes and you just can't, you can't stop. Or maybe you were the one who, you know, introduced, you know, something into your life that, that brought on negative results. And Hey, listen, yes, we all have rebelled against God. We all have not followed the ways and the commands of God. But if we cry out to the Lord in our trouble, he will save us from our distress. And there's no chain too hard to break for God. There's no sin too deep that he can't cleanse and lift us out of the pit that we created and put us on solid ground. Continuing in verse 17, some became fools through their rebellious ways, and they suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death, and they cried to the Lord in their trouble again, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word, and he healed them, and he rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice, excuse me, let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his work with songs of joy. I love that. That's something fresh here in this psalm. You know, let them sacrifice thank offerings. It's pretty much saying, let them make sacrifices. Like when you when you encounter the Lord and he delivers you and he saves you, it doesn't matter what he asks you to do. No sacrifice is too great. 
You'll follow him anywhere. You'll do whatever he asks you to do because you're like, God, why? Why would I say no to you? You rescued me. You saved me. You loved me. Even though I was unlovely, I didn't deserve a thing, but you reached down and you rescued me. And so, you know, and so it's these, you know, let them sacrifice thank offerings. Like, yes, Lord, I will make a sacrifice of thanks here for you and let us tell of your works. You just want to tell everybody about what the Lord has done in your life. And you want to sing. There's just jubilance that comes over you because you were once in depression because of your rebellious ways and your iniquities and you, and you despised God. But then when you cried out to him in your day of trouble, he delivered you. And now there's this song that comes out of your heart. You know, he puts a pep in your step, you know, he, he gives you excitement about life when you had no excitement previously. Like that is the goodness of God. That is the enduring love of God. And there's a last section here. It was a couple, uh, we go into a couple more sections. But in verse 23, some went out on the sea in ships and they were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord and his wonderful deeds in the, in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went to the depths. And in their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and they were at their wits end. Then they cried out to the Lord. There we go in their trouble. And he brought them out of their dart in their distress. And he stilled the storm to whisper and the waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it went, when it grew calm and he guided them to the desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. This is how this, this kind of reminds me of my father who worked his entire life, you know, did amazing, mighty things, merchants on the mighty waters and the sea, the pride of life. You know, you think that, oh man, I've, you know, I can do this in my own power and my abilities, but then you come to a point where the waves of life crash on you and God may even stir up some waves for you to realize like, man, I'm foolish. I can't do this on my own. There's, there's more to life. God's, God's bigger than me. I'm not the controller. I'm not the Lord of life, you know, the Lord of this life and their courage, you know, his courage melted and he was staggering around just wondering. And then he cried out to God in his trouble and the Lord delivered him from his distress and the Lord, he knows that it's still the storms in our life. He knows how to hush the waves. He knows how to guide us to the desired haven. He knows how to pour out his love and bring a new path in our lives. Even if you went the wrong way for years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40, 50 years, the Lord will get you on a desired path and he'll bring you to a place, a desired haven. And now we just can't help but exalt him in the assembly of the people and tell of his good works to those around us. That's really what this is about. This entire Psalm is when the Lord touches you, when he delivers you, when he rescues you, the natural inclination and response should be to exalt him, to tell people about him, to praise him, you know, to, to, to be bubbling over with thankfulness because of who God is in your life. You couldn't do it without him. You wouldn't want to do it without him. Now you want to sacrifice. Now you want to lay down your life. Now you want to serve the Lord with everything. And it's not because you have to, it's because you get to. It's not because you have to. It's not a command over your life. You have to or else or God's going to punish you. It's I get to, you know, it is, you know, woe to me if I do not preach this gospel like the apostle Paul said, you know, in, in the gospels. And so verse 33, this is just talking about the Lord now. He turns rivers into a desert. He flowing springs into thirsty ground and fruitful land into salt waste because of the wickedness of those who live there. He turned the desert in the pools of water and the parched ground in the flowing springs. Then he brought the hungry to live and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them and their numbers greatly increased and he did not let their herds diminish. This is just saying God has power over the seasons. 
you know, when a land or when a people do not serve the Lord and they are trapped in wickedness, the Lord has the ability to cause everything to dry up. And honestly, a lot of that is mercy as well, because if when, when we realize we can't do things in our power and our strength and we're doing things our own way or in a rebellious way, and then things shrivel up around us, we have nowhere to turn except God. An opportunity of mercy of saying like, wow, before I thought I can do everything in my own power and abilities, but now I recognize that I need you, Lord. I can't be successful without you. I can't have peace and joy without you. I can't be a good father or good husband. I can't be the pastor you need me to be. I can't be the missionary you need me to be. Can't be the businessman you need me to be. I know I could I could live off my giftings for so long, but I need you. I need you. And the Lord allows things to dry up in our life sometimes when we're living off our own strength. But the Lord also, in his power and ability, turns our desert into pools of water at parched ground in the flowing springs. The Lord allows us, he, he blesses us with prosperity and abundance so that we can increase and we can be a blessing and we can share the goodness of God and people can see the handiwork of God in our lives as a testimony that we serve an incredible God. And so just skipping down a few verses here, I'm just going to read the last verse, which truly is the highlight of this passage. It says, let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. This is just such a deep passage and it really speaks to me in this Psalm 107. It really speaks to me that this is the nature of God. You know, even though you've rebelled against God, even though, you know, we've all rebelled against God, we've all been in enmity with God in our minds, you know, no matter what has taken place, no matter if we're the ones that got ourselves in bondage, if we're the ones that rejected him, wanted nothing to do with him, and we're the ones that like really essentially are hurting ourselves, you know, we could reject him and reject him and reject him, but he's always wooing us. He's always giving us another chance. If the righteous man falls down seven times, he gets back up again. That Blessed is the man whose sins the Lord will not remember. That's what the scriptures say. The Lord will not remember our sins and he'll accept us and he'll deliver us even if we got ourselves in this mess. And so you are wise if you heed these things in Psalm 107. And it says, we must ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. We must meditate on these things. We must contemplate these things. We must share these things with our with our families, with our kids, with our kids' kids, with our with our churches and our friends. And when we bump into people in the street, the Lord opens up opportunities for us to minister to to those around us, no matter where we may be, we have an open heart to always declare the good things of God. And many people know the first uh, verse number two, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, or may the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And so we must always be ready to tell our story. Do not be ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If he's touched you, if he's saved you, if he's caused reconciliation or redemption in your life, just remember he delivered you from so much and he wants those around you to have the same experience. Even if you just sow seed and you trust the watering and the increase to come through another avenue, hey, you were a seed sower. You know, even if you're the one that's maybe watering seeds that somebody else sowed, and maybe that person you're talking to doesn't automatically encounter God or come to know Jesus. That's fine. Just be faithful in sowing seed, faithful in watering, and the Lord is the one that brings the increase. You are not the Savior of the world. Jesus is. You know, at the end of the day, He loves to participate. He loves our participation. He loves flowing through us, but He doesn't need it. You know, the Lord, He could win somebody in a second, He could win somebody in a dream. And these are things you must pray for people, you know. And so we just need to be faithful seed sowers and waterers. We need to let the Lord bring the increase. And the way we sow seeds and the way that we water is through telling our story, the testimony of Jesus, which is prophesying to others that they could have the same encounter or they could know God um, in a very similar way. They could be saved. They could be healed. They could be delivered. And so 
I just wanted to read Psalm 107. It's a scripture that's spoken to me a lot over the years. I pray that this podcast has blessed you today. Until next time, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, challenged, inspired by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>